Hello everybody and good evening. The portion of Vayetze, um, important parasha, important section, the story Yaakov, if we talk about the story point of view, the pshat, running away, or not running away, getting out, because Vayetze doesn't mean Vayivrach, he just came out. And what's the difference between running away and came out, as Rabbi Zamir Cohen mentioned, is when you go out of a place, you have nachat, you have more relaxation, no anxiety. When you're running away from a place, you have anxiety. When you're running away from a place, you've been forced. When you're getting out of a place, you were chosen to do so. So, of course, these two energies change, and that's what represents really Yaakov. And as he's alone, uh, he falls asleep, and he dreams about angels going up and down the ladder, and um, um, he realized that's a place of God, because that was exactly in the place where the sacrifice will take a place, the temple, and uh, he's continuing on his journey to find the soulmate, meet Rachel next to the well. Um, been fool to marry her sister Leah and then work harder again to marry Rachel and then actually run away from that camp he didn't Vayetze he was in a way I could use the words um And he's talking to his wife. He had four wives at that time. I tell them my angels of God told me uh, I have to continue with my journey. And the wife agree. I mean, it's time for you to leave. So it said, Yaakov 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 stood up and he took all his family and uh, He just uh, left, okay? Left without a goodbye, without anything like that. So again, when do you leave places and when do you get out? It's important thing to understand. Lavan, his father-in-law, was the master of witchcraft. Was not happy about the decision, or maybe he wasn't happy about the decision was done without him or he wasn't happy about the decision that they stole his witchcraft creatures, and uh, was very angry and decided to kill Jacob, which was the whole idea from the beginning, to kill everything that Yaakov has, because he knew the Israelites come from, from there, and his mission was to get rid of the Israelites, or whatever we call Jewish today. And uh, it didn't happen. And Lavan tell Jacob, hey, listen, the reason I didn't kill you because God, your God, came to me in the dream and told me not to touch you. Otherwise, I will kill you. That was my whole intention. And that's all story of the Parsha. I feel very much related to Vayetze. Vayetze for me is one of the Parsha, like if people ask me, what is the Parsha that motivates you about how to live your life, how to run your business, how to run your family? I always say Vayetze. I always say Vayetze. Why do I love Vayetze personally? It's about independency. It's about rebuilding yourself. It's about redesigning who you really are and how to go about it. And I believe, you know, if a person truly just read the story of Ayetze and just follow it in life, you're going to do very well. Just, just the story. But because we are not just people of the story, we follow Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai believed that the Torah is not here to tell us a story. The Torah is here to tell us, to give us a message. So let's dig in, jump into the Zohar a little bit. We're going to do a few books tonight, do the best I can. Um, let's, let's get in. So the first section of the Zohar that I choose is from Tfus Yashan, Bayetze Kufnun. And Kufnun 115, 151, old edition of the Zohar. It says, Yaakov make a vow, and that's where the vow idea comes from. You know, when you're doing the synagogue, 
uh, a thing. You know, we promised that we would give a certain amount of money or charity. You know, especially now before Hanukkah, everybody gives charity. So the idea of making a promise came from Jacob, by the way. Making an option, if something good will happen to you, you will eventually give donation. He was the first one, Yaakov. So he say, if God will be with me and will watch over me and everything will be okay and he will return me to my parents' home, then I promise to do A, B, and C, let's say. So Rabbi Yehuda asked the Zohar, God promised you everything, Yaakov. Why you don't believe in God? God already promised you will take care of you before that. So the Zohar continues to say, well, Jacob might say, I had a dream, but the dream, some of them are real, some of them are not real. We already know about dream. Dream can be fake, can be prophecy, can be a mix. We don't know what it's what, you know? So he said, I don't know. So Rabbi Chia joined this discussion and said, If God will be with me, is that mean I don't believe in God? No, said Rabbi Chia. God forbid you speak like this about Yaakov. He didn't believe in himself. What does that mean? Was he insecure? No. He didn't believe in himself that he might sin. He might commit a crime. He might act selfishly. And that sin or crime will prevent him from making it back to see his parents. Because Esau is chasing him to kill him. And he was worried that if that continue, he might never make it back to his parents. So let's define the difference between the two. Some people don't believe or they have fear that killed them and some fear keep you alive. After all, King David say in his book, the book of Psalm, Tehilim, Ashrei Adam Mefachet Tamid Blessed will be a person who is afraid all the time. Is King David was talking about somebody who's afraid of an uh, animal, or somebody who's afraid of uh, flying, or somebody who's afraid of death? No. He's talking about a person who's afraid that they're about to do a terrible mistake themselves, and because of that mistake they're doing, they're preventing the all success that might happen to them. That type of fear is healthy. Why is that fear healthy? Because it's keeping you on your toes without being anxious or having an anxiety. Just keeping you on your toes to make sure that you can do better. If you cannot handle that type of pressure, then stay out of the kitchen, as they say. You know? But if you want to be in the kitchen, you want to cook, you want to be the chef, you want to be the leader, then you need to develop that type of fear. I might be missing something. What am I missing? I have a great mentor for business all my life. I always have the best mentors in my life. And I remember one of my mentors, we walk into a group of investors. He looked at me and said to me, Eliyahu, things are going too easy. Something is off. You know, please check everything out and tell me what's wrong with that. When we find what's wrong, we can actually make a lot of money. And from the side, if you look at my mentor, you might judge him to be very negative. He wasn't. He was actually very confident with himself, but he was checking himself in. Maybe I'm overly confident because I'm not seeing the whole picture, because there is something wrong with the picture, and I need to find it. How many of us just want everything to work perfect? Many. Many of us want but for people who want to have success, know that when things work perfect, you're thinking too small. In, within the thing that not working perfect, you have a growth. After all, desperation gives birth. Yaakov has nothing. He has a brother who chase him with 400 people to kill him. 
he has nothing to himself. He has to go away from his parents' home to look for a bride, for soulmate. And he has a dream. God spoke to him. I don't talk about like the richest person spoke to him. God spoke to him. Not enough. Angels spoke to him up and down. Not enough. He's sleeping on a stones and all the stone becoming one stone, which is still the same stone that exists in the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. Same stone, by the way. It's covered by a Muslim mask called Al-Aqsa. It's actually the stone, is there? That's the same stone. It's a stem stone from Yaakov. So he has all the reason to believe what he does. He makes himself not believe in who and himself. All of us at that moment, we will already celebrate. We will make party. Me and God are doing well. Not Yaakov. That's a beauty about Yaakov, the balance. So fear, not always a bad thing. If it's not external, when you're looking internal, what am I missing? What am I not doing well? When I make my wife coffee, I add cinnamon in it. How long does it take to add cinnamon? You want to know how long? Two and a half seconds. Opening, take it, put it back. Two and a half seconds. Sometimes you don't add cinnamon. Always more. What can you add? Now, can I put a plate under a cup of coffee I made for her? That's another one. Everything that you add, you can make yourself always better. But if you don't have fear, which is not a bad fear, and positive fear, what am I missing? Fear. And yes, you don't like to hear the word fear because the connotation of the word fear has been corrupted for too long. Everybody loves to hear the word love that been corrupted worse than the word fear. And nobody want to hear the word fear. People have fear hearing the word fear. But we all have some type of fear. And if you don't have any fear, you must check yourself to a mental hospital. Only people who have mentally disease have no fear at all. You need to have some type of fear. That's a way to survive. Good? You think we're good. So, Yaakov is basically... Uh, teaching us the whole concept. If you want to reach to that balance, you can receive everything you ever want. Don't celebrate. It's good. You have now $100 million in your account. Put it aside. Very nice. Now, what am I missing? You have your wife who unconditionally love you. You have your husband who unconditionally love you. Good. What am I doing now? What am I missing? What can I add? People who don't have fear at all cannot have a true vessel to receive love. Love and fear work together. People think they don't, but they are. But it's not the fear, the type of fear that most people think about. It's a fear of I might do the wrong thing to hurt my relationship. And that's why I'm afraid that I will not say the right words. That type of fear that Yaakov has is a good fear. I might do the wrong thing by blocking myself from God. That fear is also good. That fear, you can call it pachad or irat aromemut, as Ravashla call it. What Ravashla call it, it's an awe. O-W-E, if I'm not mistaken. A? A-W-E. A-W-E, forgive my English. A-W-E, no, R. But it's between fear and R. You know, you have to play with it. If you want to get to love. If you don't want to get to love, then just say I love you, I appreciate you, gratitude, blah, 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 blah. All beautiful words sound well, self, sell well, get you nowhere. Or you want to climb step by step to get to the level of love. And once you get to the level of love, life is beautiful. Oh, life is sweet. Life is amazing. So, what is love? And do you want to start loving without fear? Like the 60 
November in the 60s, Janis Joplin, who else was there? Jimi Hendrix, I think, if I'm not mistaken. There was a lot of wonderful people who all preach about love. People who hold flower. Some people went naked in Woodstock. Uh, show, whatever you call it, festivals. But in the end, love didn't last. The people love each other there, and they were against the war somewhere else, but people continue to die. Because when you dance with the drugs, with Jimi Hendrix, Jonas Joplin, or I don't know what, the Who, or Rolling Stone, in the end of a day, you have to have some type of fear that all you're responsible, that maybe, just maybe, what I'm doing, the whole thing, it's wrong. If you don't have it in you, you're not ready for a real love. Now, let's talk about spirituality for a second, relationship to God. Do you think that might be that the whole thing that you are doing is off and you need help? If you don't think like that, it will be very difficult to grow. I remember I was in uh, Nablus. Nablus is Shechem. It's a very dangerous place in, uh, in the Palestinian Authority. And as an Israeli, it's very dangerous for me to go there. So I went to visit the grave of Joseph. And was a Muslim, Palestinian driver, who's not into Israeli like me. And uh, the tour guide was definitely not into us. But I had the merit to have a great conversation with him about peace, about love. He says something very sweet. He says, some people say, this is Joseph who's buried here. And some people say, it's not. In the end, they look at my eyes with these beautiful brown eyes and say, Liao, I am Muslim. You are Jewish. This person next to you is Christian. I choose to say to myself, that's what he said to me, that I don't know what the truth. I'm fear I might be chose the wrong religion. But one of us is right. So, whatever it will be, one of us in this room is right. I don't know if it means something to you when I say it now. It's been a lot to me when he said that to me on the bus in a dangerous city full of Kalachnikov, full of danger and shooting and craziness in the street. When he said it, it was just beautiful because we have argument, we have war, we have fight and we don't get to love because we're not stopping to say maybe, just maybe, I'm doing something right now to disturb me from getting to love, from disturbing me to get the success I want. So I promise to tell you what love is, right? That's my job. All right. So I need to open a different book. It's called Reshit Chokhmah. I would like to say I recommend to everybody to master this book, but I can tell you that you will enjoy this book because it's a very serious. It took me about 10 years to be able to love the book. Every time I open the book, I become depressed. The reason I become depressed is because they just say it the way it is. So it's a tough book. It's called Rashid Chokhmah. It's a three chapter. And uh, I'm telling you, I used to cry. Every time I open it, I said, I can't, I can't. Most of the book has come from the Zohar. So it's the, the rabbi's name, if you want to know, is rabbi. is buried in Hebron. And uh, when I go there, my wife sees me, I always become overly excited because he was the student of the Ramak, Rabbi Moshe Kodovero. His name is Rabbi Eliyahu Davidash. And I'm going to read to you what he says about love. And this whole section is about love. It's tremendous, tremendous. I believe that if people will study... Rashid Chokhmah, just those three books, I believe that that would be enough to bring the Messiah. I, I truly personally believe in, in this book. Like This is the book to change the world. But again, the book is heavy. You know, when I'm, when I'm talking to you, I have an idea. Why didn't I go for it? Because maybe I'm worried to scare people. It's all Zohar. Again, the whole book is taking section from the Zohar and prove a point. Um, so let's see. What is Ava? What is love? 
the way that the Rama, the Rama, the Ramilia or the Vidash say about love is say you have to relate the love to the Creator, not to people first. So that's why I don't know if that will find you well or not. When a person who loves his creator, absolute love, not maybe not 100% love, with the heart and soul, then you can cause by that an activation above to God. Then you're forcing God to love you in the same way exactly that you love the creator. It's contradicting a little bit what God is not a human being. Let's understand that. So he brings the Zohar. Rashid Chokmah brings the Zohar here from Zohar Turma Kuf Samech Bet Amud He brings the Zohar from Turma Tfus Yashan Kuf Samech Bet 162, page 1. And that's what he says. If you want to start talking about love, being in love, the first thing is to practice loving the one who created you. What about if you don't believe? Well, I can help you with that. I can make you a believer. I just tell you what's the book, right? And you can take it or leave it. Practice loving the creator. In cleaving to the creator. Whoever awakening love from within, awakening the right column energy of the creator, and all of it depends on your desire. So all what you have to do is wake up in the morning and say, this morning my goal is to love the Creator. But you have to show desire by action, desire of words, and desire of mind. That's the activation of love. When you wake up that love toward the Creator, that love is awake in three levels. Again, it's a tough, so I might skip some of the stuff because it can be... <clears throat> I don't want to make people depressed of how, how to do it. And he bring it from Shema. Kulam Tzrechim. All of them need love. All the part of you need to love. The lev, your heart. Anefesh, your soul. Vamamon, and your money. How can your heart, soul, and money love the Creator? The as, this is Rabbi Shimon's words, by the way. The as, the Kadosh Baruch Hu meorer yemino lumato, pishototol negido bekabeletoto. When you awakening the love in these three, three area, the right activation of the creator, those of you who study Kabbalah, right it doesn't mean the right arm, it's a right arm, but it doesn't mean right arm, meaning the chesed part of the creator, immediately stretching itself out and receiving him. So, let's understand. What does that mean to love the Creator with your heart? What is the Shema said? Ve'avta et Hashem Elokecha. You should love the Creator. Bechol vavcha with all your heart. Bechol nafshecha bechol moadecha with all your souls and with all your money. Mamon mean money. Mamon mean physical domain. Mamon. Levavcha heart. Meaning, two yetzarim, with your good side and the bad side. Some of us ate our bad side. But your bad side is important too, because the bad side is there to disturb you to get to the good. The son of Rav Ashlag, Rabbi Baruch Ashlag, right? I think that's the first time I quote uh, the son of Rav Ashlag, that he heard it from his father, from Rabbi Yudah Ashlag, that the bad side that bothers you to get to the good side. Let's say you're suffering from lust. Let's say you're suffering from jealousy. That bad part of you has light in it. Otherwise, it will not appear. So when that force comes to bother you, when the Messiah will come, 
that part need to be resurrected and being correct. Because that part, as much as it's negative, it's positive, think about it, because it was a message of God to bother you, so you can get rewarded on the area where you know to reach. So with all your heart, is with your good side and the bad side. You have to love the Creator with those two aspects. What is Bechol Nafshecha? With all your soul. We know the explanation, as Rabbi Akiva explained it, meaning even when you're going to a rough time with your body, health-wise, oh, God forbid, while the person is dying, he has to find a way to love the Creator because his life is the end, find a way to love the Creator. Then what is Bechol Mo'odecha? Teach us, Rabbi Shimon, Bechol Mo'odecha, you have to reach a level that you love the Creator with all your money. Usually, before Shabbat, People go shopping for food for Shabbat, if you know how to keep Shabbat, if you know how to make bill for Shabbat. And you have to be large with the food of Shabbat. Nothing is more holy than go shopping for food of Shabbat or buy food which is ready and serve people. It's holy. It's a holy moment between you and the Creator. And you should not be cheap on that. Why? Because you are respecting the Shabbat by the amount that you spend. Now, those of you who have a cheap mind, it's okay. You don't, you're not ready yet. It's okay. Then love God with your heart or love God with your soul. Don't love God with your money yet because you're afraid. I remember one time I said to a businessman, you should give more charity. And he answered me, can I give something else? I can give time. I can give everything. No money. And just for the joke of it, it was in New York. Just for the, I said, why not money? I said, I'll tell you, Aliyah, when I give time, I look at the bank account, no problem. When I give advice, no problem. When I give money, it's actually, I have less. <laughs> and I'm sitting with him, I start laughing instead of defending my point. And when I start laughing, he actually liked me more. So why are you laughing? I said, it's a joke. I said, it's not about how much you have less. I mean, you actually have more. How do I have more? I said, think about it. Let's say you have one million and you give half a million. How much you have now? So I have half a million. So no, 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 no. If you have one million and you give half, you have 1.5. You have the half a million that you gave and you have the half a million before you gave it. It's still in your domain. But I said to him, you're not ready for it. Understanding yet. When the time comes, you will understand. And he became very generous six months later and his business grew like unbelievable. You have to be tested in those three areas. Your spirit of good and bad, your health, and your money. I remember I was in New York now to perform a few events and I really didn't feel well before Yom Kippur. And I had to run an event. Like when I said, don't feel well, cannot even stand. That's how bad it was. And I didn't know what's going on. I have no idea what's going on. I had to go back and go back and doctors and checking me. In one point, they checked my whole body because nothing was wrong with my blood work. And they tried to find what's wrong with me. I said, oh my God, tomorrow I'm supposed to deliver Yom Kippur to people, 150 people, or I don't know how many people, 100 people maybe. And I'm here with doctors. I was so embarrassed that I have to go to that. I said to myself, and my wife was with me, I said, what if I can't deliver? I'm so embarrassed. So my fear was the shame. Instead of being busy with the idea, with the concept of the people. And the moment that thought came to my mind, I changed the thought into, if I deserve to be healthy, I would be very happy to serve those people who need me. So please help me. And we were able to pull, to pull together like a great event that everybody was happy. Nobody even knew that I went through a really, really tough time. Less than 18 hours before the event. And the beauty is that I had a chance before Yom Kippur 
to find the love toward the Creator while I'm going to, I don't know what it was, a physical condition, thing, going through that. So that's true love. Now, how is this love relate to Yaakov? We know that Yaakov reached this level of love, the Creator. But what can we learn about our life with people of love? In the end of the day, love is giving. And when the limitation of giving is limited, and your love is depends on how much you give money, or how much you give advice, or how much you give time, or how much you give your spirit, your soul, how much you deal with the person with your good side or the bad side, that's a definition of your love. It's giving. person can say, I love you, I love you, I love That's cheap. doesn't have a price. doesn't have, you know, it's like a check without... Uh, I always say a check that will bounce, right? You know, it doesn't have something to do. There's no money in the bank. So everybody say, I love you. I love you. I miss you. I love you. I miss you. It's words. Love is to be covered. Love is to be expressed with sharing. If you love me, you can share with me. That's how you know somebody loves you. Or if you love me, feel my pain if you cannot give me anything. And that's where love is. There's a story where the father and son come to a rabbi. The rabbi said, what can I help you with? He said, well, the doctors say that uh, his son is dying. And he came to the rabbi to, to get help. The rabbi said, let me pray on this for 24 hours. He prayed, prayed, prayed in the morning. He said to him, in heaven they don't accept my prayer. I'm so sorry. The father take the son, put him in the wagon, and they go home. From far away, they hear horses chasing them. They didn't know if they come to rob them or to come to say hello. And they continue, nothing to lose. And it was the rabbi actually arrived. He said, Rabbi, what are you doing here? He said, well, I couldn't help you. But I would like just to sit with you and feel your pain. At least I can do that. And they were sitting together, they cry so bad, two of them together. Until in heaven, they changed the decree, and the son made it. Sometimes all what you need is love to change everything. But it's not the love that we think it. Like to just say the word, I love you, or I miss you. It's have to include action. A love that doesn't have action of sharing, it's not love. It's words. It's easy. So either stop saying, I love you, or either say, I love you, but add a coffee to it or add something to it or add money to it don't just say I love you and I miss you without meaning anything I know I live I have a lot of Persian customer and a Persian customer you know one of the weird things about the Persian culture it's not weird to them it's weird to me is when they say hello to each other even if they are enemy it's take like three minutes until they start the conversation they start with, I don't know, speak Farsi, but they say, How are you? How's your mother? How's your father? How's your sister? How's this? How's the business? How's the car? How's this? After three minutes, now they fight about the money they owe each other. I love the beginning. I love the beginning. I need to learn to do that. This is unbelievable. Until they get to the point. The point is, it's showing you that words and manners are beautiful, but they cannot replace love. Manners is not love. Manners can somebody, sometimes it's hatred that has been hidden by good behavior. Love is action of sharing. You got to act with sharing. You know, I wouldn't want anybody next to me uh, beside Debbie when I have a health issue. I wouldn't want uh, somebody next to me. Beside, I mean, if somebody else want to come and she okay, that, then I'm okay. Because I know her unconditional love to me is endless. There's no end to a love toward me. So that's why it makes me more feel safe and relaxed because I know somebody who loves me is next to me. And somebody who loves me is next to me. It makes me like, okay, I'm safe here. So taking that conversation and going a little bit deeper into the Zohar to understand the whole love thing between Yaakov and Rachel. So the Zohar is a question in page... Debbie is all about the page. It's a continuation, Debbie. What can I say? It's Vayetze Kuf Nun Dalet, I think. Through session. Vinera Rachel Bitoba Amazon. Yaakov meet Rachel. She come with the herds. And 
And his wife is the well, the famous well that I heard the soulmate are there. Of course, it doesn't mean well in Malachut. I'm not going to go into too much Kabbalah. <laughs> the Zohar asks the best question I've ever seen in the Zohar. You want to know what's the best question? Look at the Zohar. Lama lo nizdamna lo Leah? Why Leah was not there? Sh'arei ikima lo Leah, et kolo kabashvatim. Who is the person who brought the most amount of tribe? Leah! Six. Right, six, her, to Rachel, to each concubine, you have two, 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 it's six, and six is Leah, six. You meet Leah. Ela et Leah, lo ratzak adosh baruch hu, lezaveg la Yaakov, benig Leah. He didn't want Yaakov and Leah to be revealed, connected. What is going on here? As we know, after he married Leah, which he didn't know it's Leah, he wake up in the morning after he make love to her, and it's not Rachel, he thought it's very Rachel, it was Leah. It was not revealed. Oh, so many secrets there. Well, it was to make sure Yaakov is busy with the beauty of Rachel and go after her so he can stay there. And through her, you can bring Leah. What is happening? You're using the sister Rachel with a beauty, sexy woman to bring you in so you can marry Leah. What God couldn't make him like Leah? What is, what is this section? We definitely don't understand it. The Zohar is never wrong. It's maybe we don't get it. It's all about love. There is in Kabbalah something that's called revealment and concealment. The lower world, where we are, called Rachel, it's called the revealment. The upper world, called Leah, called concealment. Why is it concealed? Well, it's concealed because it's more elevated. And if you reveal that, the clipboard, the negative forces, might attack it and destroy it. So what we do? We don't let Leah to be revealed. It's concealed. Similar to the way they bury now. Where is Leah bury? Machpelah. Hidden, together with the fathers and mother. Where is Rachel uh, 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 bury? On the open field. Revealed. So we not talk about just Leah and Rachel, and I'm sorry if I'm taking you a little bit away from basic spirituality into deep Kabbalah. We are talking about Leah and Rachel as two, two different aspects of universe. Leah represented the upper level. That's why when Yaakov changed his name to Israel, or when God changed it to him, Rachel has to die. Because Israel is the same letter as Li Rosh. The head is to me. I can control my mind. That's a higher level. That's Leah. That's why when, when you do Tikkun Chatzot, when you do the um, correction after midnight, and you study, you sit on the floor when you do Tikkun Rachel, and you sit on the chair when you do Tikkun Leah. Why? Because in Tikkun Leah there is no mourning. In Rachel there is mourning. What's the difference? Rachel is supposed to take care of this physical world. Leah is taking care of the upper world. Not Leah is a person, and Rachel is a person. It's two forces that exist. But going back to the word love, there is love of a purpose, and there is love as an attraction. Sometimes God makes you like somewhere or someone, so you can go loving your goal, your purpose in life. Your goal in life is Leah. The way you might go about it is Rachel. What does that mean that Rachel was beautiful? Why Leah was ugly? The both were gorgeous. Well, Rachel is the force that brings you in. Sometimes you're going to run into a situation 
Do you just fall in love with the restaurant? Or you fall in love with the house? Or you fall in love with the car? Or you fall in love with a certain food? Why is that? That food, that place, that car, that home, uh, that synagogue is invite you in slowly because you're supposed to meet your layer there, meaning your higher purpose. So the Rachel is the immediate last desire. So you can go there and meet somewhere else. So for example, let's say, and you have to open your eyes, of course. If you don't open your eyes, you never meet Leah. Let's say, if you like to eat in a fresh, French cuisine, okay? There is a place next to us on La Brea, that there is a French something, I don't know what, it's, what it is. My God, on Sunday, there is 250 people online. I didn't see it till before the COVID. Online waiting to go to the restaurant. Wow. Something's going on there. Something going on there. So they find the Rachel. I wonder if they're looking for the Le'ah when they go there. Because when you're going to a place to make your pancake, you're busy with the pancake. That's your Rachel. But did you look for Le'ah? That's love. Did you look for Le'ah? Because God only put the desire in you so you can find your Le'ah. But you have to look for Le'ah. So whenever you like, let's say for the ladies, you like to make your nail salon, or you like to do your hair, or tanning, or I don't know, all kind of fun thing, cosmetic for, for ladies, or for guys. If you like a certain place, look for your layer there. There is some message there for you. Open your eyes to find out what it is. That's your layer. The place is Rachel, but the message is Leah. And if you're not going to look for that, you're just going to live your life randomly and wasting time you know sometimes you fall in love with someone that you can meet somebody else you know believe me i tell you a story happened in in palm beach island palm beach island a lady from belgium want to get married but she couldn't make it eventually she met a wonderful guy from switzerland she lived in palm beach island They're far away long distance they fall in love. Things looking well. She told me, Liao, I can't believe it's happening to me. It's happening to me. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Well, not such a good ending, a story. He come to, he fly to Palm Beach, to Florida. I say, honey, I need to talk to you. So what's going on? Uh, and it was after a dinner. So, well, it doesn't seem that it's going to work between us. He tell her like that. She's screaming, yelling, she's angry. And then she called me. She said, Yao, you couldn't believe it's very late at night, 11.30. We couldn't believe it just happened to me. So what happened to you? I said, this man has this audacity to leave me. Not only is leaving me, he said that I think my best friend who lives in Paris He's his best friend. They know each other for 35 years. He will be way better for you than me. And she want to slap him in his face. She left the restaurant. Then she called me. And I know her for many years, so I could talk to her very open. I said to her, maybe the first man was Rachel, and the second man is Leah. She said, Leah, stop it. So okay. I'm going to stop it. I mean, going to. But can you be a bit open? So how can I be open? Am I a prostitute? I say, no, the prostitute. I'm saying, I don't know where it's going. I really don't know. And you should not know too. If you want, it's available. She thought about it. Months and a half, two months. She called her ex. And she says, she's open. The guy flew from Paris. They took a walk on the beach. Eh, wasn't a big deal. Then they went to have breakfast somewhere, feel better. Then they had lunch. It was excellent, she told me. After three and a half months, my friend, they got married. She's still living with him. Life is perfect for both of them. You never know. Rachel and Leah, remember, that's what the Zohar tell us. So many of us try to understand the law, the Zohar literally. Don't do that. Let's go forward with love. We're not going to give up on love. So, 
Let's see what the Zohar in Sulam, Vayetze Mem Aleph Sulam, which is Tfus Yashan, if you want Tfus Yashan, page 148, Amud Bet. It says like this. Patach ben echad shel oto aish aliskar. So what is Vayetze Yaakov? What does it mean that Yaakov came out? from Be'er Sheva and went Haran. So well, we take it from the Torah that a man should leave his father and mother and marry to a woman and stay with a woman more than he being with his parents. So that's why he left his parents and he went to get married. So it's a mitzvah for a person to actually leave his parents and marry a woman and he doesn't have to come back to be with his parents. That's the meaning of what it means, Vayetze Yaakov, that Yaakov came out. Then the other son, of the, this is a traveling group that wouldn't say their name to the group of Rabbi Shimon, but they speak Torah like unbelievable. The other son say, The other son talk about that Yaakov fell asleep. What does that mean that he found the place? It says it's like a king or go to be with his wife. Before he go to be with his wife, he has to be kind to her, to make peace with her, and to tell even a joke. Those of you who know the halacha. You want to know what love means? Say the Zohar. You, before you go, it's, not, it's a Zohar, but it's a person, it's a young person who actually speak here. When you go to see the person you love, you have to go with a lot of gift. Why? Not for them. Be careful, not for them. For you not to lose a gratitude and appreciation to them because otherwise your love will diminish. So Yaakov, it's a Yaakov. What does that mean he arrived to the place? He arrived to the place where the Shekhinah is. Where was the place? Where the temple will be. The third temple will be where the stone is. He arrived to this place. He said, if I arrive to this place, I have to please my queen. The same thing, the creator with this queen. Lord, more than that. Even if the king has a bed made of gold and the best pillow, perfect pillow, everything is perfect, that he can sleep, and she make his bed from stones, and in a place where the horse will sleep, leave all what he has, and sleep with whatever she offered him. Why? Because love means to receive with pleasure what the other person gives you. You want to know what love is, right? That's love. So they will have unity that their desire will be one. Without uh, uh, coercion, without coercion, without being forced. So Yaakov went to visit the Shekhinah. So he took the stone and he said, I'm going to put it under my head. I am Yaakov Avinu. I am the son of Isaac. I am the grandson of Abraham. I am it. Nobody is more famous than Yaakov. And he sleep on the ground? Of course he will. He's going to visit the queen. He will go with whatever condition she want him to go. Now that's love. I love you so much that even sleeping on the ground, sleeping on a stone, like the story with Rabbi Akiva and Rachel, his soulmate, same thing. The student of Rabbi Shimon listened to those two kids speaking like that. He stopped crying. He said, you have diamond coming out of you. I'm going to walk after you. I'm going to serve you. He said to those young kids, the beauty, not to make yourself important, 
doesn't matter who speak. If they speak the truth, if they speak the words of God, if you feel that the people talking to you make you closer to the creator, follow them. No matter where they go, you follow them. As you follow them, they look at them and say, Abi Yitzchak, you go your way, and we will enter the city. Because my son is getting married. I guess I'm not invited, I gotta go. It's a weird thing going on here. They don't want me there. So he went to his teacher. Who is his teacher? Rabbi Shimon so he tell him what they say. It's so beautiful what they say, Rabbi Shimon said. So whatever you say about Yaakov, that's what you say about God. And you need to know, Rabbi Shimon is like a prophet. So you want to know with those kids? So you know the kids? So they are the grandchildren of Rabbi Sadok Achalash. They are the grandchildren of Rabbi Sadok the Wick. Why they call him the Rabbi Sadok the Wick? Was he a weak person? He was a rabbi? They call him Chalash, they call him weak, because his 40 years he was fasting that Jerusalem would not be destroyed. 40 years. <laughs> that need of 40 years. And this Rabbi Sadok, for every word, he knew a secret and he tell people how to behave. That's Rabbi Sadok. Still the wonder of the wedding. They all about love. Why I was not invited, right? Amar Rabbi Yitzchak, say Rabbi Yitzchak. Lo avruya mimuatim. After a few days. Pagashti voto ish. I met the man and the two kids. And his young kids was with him. He said to him, what happened to your other son? He said, he's the one who got married. And he stayed with his wife. And he recognized me. He said to him, I want you to know why I didn't invite you to the wedding. So Rabbi Yitzchak is looking, don't say anything. He said, there is three things why I didn't invite you to the wedding, and I want you to know. So please tell me. Say, I don't know who you are and what you represent. And because I don't know you, if I invite you, I have to invite you according to who you are, how important you are. So I didn't know how to respect you. Maybe you are a great person, and if I don't invite you in the right way, I commit a crime. The other reason, maybe you have to go somewhere. And I will be too much on you if I told you to come to a wedding, and it's a mitzvah, and you will come because you are a rabbi, and then I embarrass you for coming. And the third, I didn't want to embarrass you in the wedding. How? Everybody who eat with the bride and the groom, everybody give money and gift. I want to cry. The love is endless amount of love. These grandchildren of Rabbi Tzadok, Achalash, are everything with the mind set of caring, of caring about people. Said to him, Rabbi, Rabbi Yitzchak, look at him and said, You know what? May God do only good for you. I ask him, can I know your name, please? Say, my name is Tzadok Zuta. They call me Tzadok the Little. Zuta means little. At that moment, he teach me 13 secret. And for my son, I study another three secret. One about prophecy, one about dream, and the difference between dream and prophecy. Why am I so emotional when I'm reading it? The concept of love has been corrupted for thousands of years. We must, we need to awake this love in a way of the style of the Zohar. In a style, forgive me that I'm 
have some tears. I shouldn't get emotional, I should prepare it before. But you did it live, so that won't happen. That won't happen, mistake happened. Uh, so, uh, the beauty about love from Rishit Chokhmah, which is a tough book, I agree, or the Zohar, which is another tough book, but to understand that love is to get ourselves into level of look at Tzadok Zuta. He didn't invite a person. It seemed like he's the bad guy. But in the end of the Zohar, you realize the opposite because the unconditional love he has, it's just unbelievable. I can hear that for the rest of my life. It will not be enough. Is how to behave when you love. Now, ah, my God, this is not ending. Ay, not ending. I want to give you more, if you don't mind. I know I'm giving too much, and all my advisor and my team always tell me, Liao, please slow down. But I can't. I just can't. I don't know what to do about this. There's so much to give, and I know it's a little bit unorganized, and it's all about love. So, but, but I want to share with you that too. Now, so let's say when you love someone and you want to pray for them, or you have an issue and you want to pray for that. So it's say, Bore, when you pray, Lo yomar pagdeni. When you pray alone, do not say about yourself, please remember me and please give me. This is from Tfus Yashan, under the 60. So, the truth is 160 Amud Aleph, or Sulam 283. You cannot say about yourself, remember me and give me what I need, because the angel are divided to right and left. So, if you say, remember me or give me, in heaven they check your file if, you, if they will memorize all the bad thing you did and they will take everything you want. It's of two forces. Not just memory of good, there is memory of bad too. If you say remember me or give me, there is a negative angel that say, okay, let's open all his book and find out what he did bad. And then they start checking if there is time to punish you and to do bad. So what to do, how to pray. When you pray, Pray with people. Always ben Arabim. Always have to be among people. How do we know that? Bore, Shunamit, the story of the Shunamit with Elisha the prophet. Elisha, You have something you want to say to the king or the minister of the army. Okay? It was Rosh Hashanah. So he asked her, of course, the story in the Bible, a code. Doesn't mean he asked her. Okay? What she answered? Among my nation, I'm sitting. What does that mean? What, what is the kind of answer? King, minister of army. What is this kind of answer? He asked you, you want to say something to the king? He say, I'm sitting among my nations. As the song, what does that mean? Any rotaliot metsuyanet lemala elachnista rashi. She answered, I don't want to say to the king, which is God in that sense, or to the head of the army, the manifesto. I don't want to say anything like that. Okay? I just want to be include myself with the people. That's what a person needs to do among the people. And not to be alone. Not to be alone that they're going to look for you to find out what's wrong with you. How does this connect to love? When you are alone, you run out of love. When you are together with people, the love increases. Now, can you be a lot with people and the love will decrease? Yes, if you start judging people. Well, that's it's a phase. So does you judge, and then you're going to love. Everybody judge. But you have to climb into places where you can love. To love, you need a community. To love, you need a family. To love, you have to be among people. I hope this session today, this lecture, is helping us to reach a true essence of love. May we all listen to it more often, include myself, 
and especially to adapt the Orwat Tzadok, Rabbi Tzadok Achalash and his grandchildren did. Thank you very much. All the best.